and we are rolling alrighty hello and welcome to everyone my name is Arvin Abedi some of you may already know me from my YouTube channel some of you may be new I hope you guys are all having a fantastic day wherever you're listening in from uh, I will be the host of this podcast that you're listening to Generation Abedi and uh, if you haven't already listened to the first episode, I recommend you go and chime into that. And uh, there's some good information about, you know, the general topics that I'm going to be going over in this uh, Generation of Betty podcast. Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. And as I mentioned in my first episode, my podcast is going to be revolving around generally self-improvement so anything that has to do with self-improvement from you know mentality from how to combat those darkest days in your life so anything to do with self-improvement as I've mentioned in my first episode we will be going over in uh, each one of the episodes that I will be putting out Um, I know that I posted that first episode a while ago I believe it was like in February I might be wrong, but um, yeah, there's quite a gap from that to this. So I do apologize for that. I had some stuff going on and, you know, getting the podcast into a very consistent schedule just wasn't something I could do. Right now I am back and I'm trying to be as consistent as I possibly can. And in fact, actually, if uh, those of you that are listening to this, that know me from my YouTube channel, Betty Plays, um, have probably noticed this, that I've actually posted this on my channel as well. Um, my first episode is not posted on my channel. And in fact, if you've listened to the first episode, I mentioned that my plan initially was to, you know, first start off with the audio podcast just on the audio platform. So like Spotify, Apple Music, XYZ, and then if as we go on, I would then start it on YouTube, but once I start on YouTube, I would start a video version of my podcast where you would actually see me, and I thought to myself, do I want to wait that long? No, not really, because I mean, with the audio itself, man, it's, it's taken a while for me to get into the entire groove of things. So I told myself that it doesn't matter if I'm going to be posting audio only on YouTube as well. I'd rather start both, you know, YouTube and Spotify, Apple Music and those platforms at the same time so I can get into the groove of both of them and then I could scale it up. But um, so today we're going to be going over a topic about something that I truly feel is something very crucial in one's life. Very, It has a very big effect on how you could go forward with your life and how you manage the things that happen in your life and all the uh, adversity that you go through. So there's this thing with people that aren't they don't have the experience in this area where when you initially go into some problem in life, you start to face an issue. I mean, I myself have been like this before too, which is, I mean, killer. It's terrible. And the mentality is that, okay, whatever is happening that's bad is bad. You know, like front and back is the same. If something that's happening to you in the moment is bad, then the back meaning is also bad. And if something that's happening to you is bad, then you should just be negative about it and be pessimistic about, you know, this entire meaning of what's happening to you instead of trying to find the best reason as to why this is happening to you. And the thing with your darkest days that you experience in life, I know it's easier said than done, but it becomes very hard to really see the very the bright side in everything, especially when you're in the moment and that's happening to you, whatever it's happening to. And so I know it's I know it's easier said than done because I've been there and I've been there quite harshly multiple times in my life, um, that, which is why I'm making this podcast and which is why I'm introducing this topic 
into this uh, into this episode right now is because throughout my 18 years of life, I mean, I believe that I've experienced this uh, dark phase a bit more, I mean, a lot more than the average 18 year old, uh, which is why I find passion in, you know, putting out this information, trying to help out other people. Because when I was going through my phase, no one was there to help me. That's one. But two, I mean, people were trying to kick me down. So that's another entire story. But we're going to assume that no one's trying to kick you down. So we're trying to be as best case scenario right now. No one's trying to kick you down. And you were just going in a tough time where it's basically just you versus you. So everything is now depending on your mind. Your mindset can make the biggest difference. And I mean, that's that's the key to what you see when it comes to the difference in between, you know, someone that's constantly making moves, constantly is like going upwards. You look at them from a third perspective view and you're like, this guy's just lucky. And I've heard this multiple times where you ask someone, you know, what's your opinion on X person? And they're just like, man, they just like life makes you lucky sometimes. You know, some people are just lucky in life and that's false. You know, I do believe in luck, but the way that other people describe luck is completely false because the luck that that person got technically wasn't luck. It was what they deserved for enduring that hardship that they went through and the way that they endured it. When the average person goes through a hardship, they kind of just survive through it. And throughout the entire frame point, all they want to do is complain about the, the stuff that's happening to them. And that's just going to set a bad standpoint, even if you cross that finish line. But when you cross it false, it will put an effect as to how, you know, the reward's going to come to you. And that's just how the universe works and the vibrations of the universe, but that's a completely different topic. But today I'm just generally going to be talking about why your darkest days are actually your most character building days. And people don't notice this, but if you're a really self-aware person and you're, I mean, I'm the overthinking type person, I really sit down and I think about, you know, a situation that's happening anything that's happening in my life, I tend to overthink it. But there's a difference between overthinking to overthinking. There's overthinking about like the anxiety that constantly just kills you. Or there's the overthinking where you're constantly trying to be aware of what's happening. So you can educate yourself as much as possible. So you can improve, you look at what's happening, you analyze it. And now you take one piece that you know, you can improve. And then you put it for the next step. And now your next step is better. It's improved. So that's why. That's one of the reasons why your darkest days are actually your brightest days. But for the people that make the most use of it, it's the best. Like generally for everyone, your darkest days are your most character building days. That's just general for everyone. Even if you're pessimistic in the entire process. But for the people that are actually like they're in tune, they know what's happening. They know that what's happening in the moment is bad. But in reality, that bad is actually good. And that doesn't make sense for some of you. But the bad that's happening in the moment for you is going to boost you so high up right after you pass that checkpoint, which is crazy. And the people that make the most use of it are truly the ones that like they get to where they want to go in life. They don't look back and, you know, always talk and regret. I wish I did this. I didn't do this. I wish I took this. I wish I did this. It's like, that's the worst feeling. Regret is one of the worst feelings, especially when regret is coming from the perspective of lost potential. That's, that's the worst feeling that you could ever experience in life. To my opinion, at least. Um, so without failure, you don't truly understand, you know, the feeling of winning, which is one of the things, too, is that if you don't lose, if you don't fail, if you don't taste the ground, if you don't taste the dirt, 
when you get your head smashed into the ground by life, you won't be able to feel how great it is to be able to breathe that high quality oxygen. When you've always been at the top, when you've always been, you know, in that perfect thing, in that perfect bubble of yours for your entire life, and you don't want to fail, you're in your comfort zone the entire time, you won't, at some point, you'll lose, you'll lose sense of that good feeling because you won't know how it felt to be bad. So have that in mind. And same thing with that is like your worst days, they force you out your comfort zone. You want to stay in your bubble the entire time? Okay. Like it won't get you anywhere. Eventually that bubble is going to just get so bored. Even if you, your bubble is in like a fantastic place, eventually your bubble is just going to die out. The sense of feeling good staying in your own bubble is going to kill. It's going to die. And that's, I mean, that's terrible because then you'll feel depressed because you looked at yourself and you said, okay, but before I was okay. No, before I was in the same bubble and I was very happy and everything was going well, but now I'm in the same bubble and everything's not going well. I'm confused. Why? That's because you lost sense of what's good. If you don't experience the bad, you become desensitized to the good. And when you're at the bottom, so now you're at the bottom and you're in a phase where you're just done. I've went through that multiple times. I was in a phase, I was in a time point in my life where the hardship that I was going through was so tough where I just wanted to, you know, just quit. I just wanted to stop. Like just if you're in a video game and, you know, a level is getting too hard, you failed multiple times, you're, you've died multiple times or whatever, and you can just easily turn off your Xbox or PC, your PlayStation and just quit. Like I wanted to be like that in life. Unfortunately, that has big consequences. And actually not unfortunately, fortunately, that has big consequences. And because of the consequences, you get forced to not just quit. And for those that do quit, that's a full another level where they've just like given up. But for those that don't quit, but they've also not changed or improved either. What they're doing is that they're just going through a, the sequence of time and they're just kind of surviving through it. You want to make the most you want to make the best of the situation. You don't want to survive through it. You want to live through it. You want to feel through it. And once you really become in tune with that feeling like, okay, whenever I've went through bad situations in life, it was bad in the moment. Absolutely. But I've looked at it from afar when it's passed, either it was a month after, two months after, a year after, 10 years after when you look at it you can finally see how that bad dark day in your life was actually the best thing that ever happened to you because it built you and one of the things if you really get stuck in that hole where you're not going anywhere you're just in that dark point in your life and you're just confused you're lost you're sick I mean, at some point, you become sick and tired of losing. And the people that really become sick and tired of losing, they transform into an absolute animal. You go rogue and you become an absolute animal. That's when you make the most of it. I don't want to promote, you know, losing your feelings, becoming cold eyed because I know society is going to be like, OK, that's bad. But it's it's not the worst thing either. The world is filled with wolves. The world is filled with predators that are trying to hunt you down on a daily. It's made to look like, okay, everyone cares about you. People like you. They want to help you, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, no one cares about you. No one likes you. It's just you yourself. And unless you really build yourself to the point where other people need you, and that's where the respect is coming from, then you'll die on the inside. Because once you... Once you truly realize that even the people that you thought cared didn't care, like it'll kill you, which is why when you're making the most of your darkest days, developing that mentality to absolutely like transform into an animal and go rogue, it's necessary, it's needed, it's fantastic. It's making the most of the situation that you're in. You don't want to go through the situation knowing that you could have made yourself into 
this entire just like empire, this king, when you came out of the situation as a nothing. And when I say coming out of that and being so sick and tired of losing and transforming into an absolute animal, I mean, not as if, okay, trying to attack people and just being a bad person. What I mean is being an absolute animal in the sense of you're laser focused on a path that you've selected in life and you will go towards that path. No one's going to stop you. Life can throw 50 rocks in your path, but because you've already went through the bad, hard times in your life, you know that life can throw 50 million rocks in your path. You will somehow find to move, go around, go on top, go under, fly over those rocks, and you will find out how to do it no matter what the situation is, how big the rock is, whatever. Why? Because once you went through that hardship that you went through and you just became sick and tired and you went rogue and you got that animal mentality, you became so laser focused on the end goal. It doesn't matter what's in front of you. You just want to get to the end and you're going to push as hard as you can. What is that going to do? That's going to improve. You're going to come in that situation and be a completely different version of yourself. I've been through so many situations myself in life where I can look back to myself as early as, man, four years ago, as early as that. And I'm looking at myself from four years ago to myself now. And I can't even say, like, I barely see similarity. Like, unless of, like, you know, it being the same skin guy, like, I'm, I'm the same Marvin. Like, I still got the same name, same last name, living in the same house, same parents, same family. I still got the same heart, but I'm completely different. And different in a fantastic way, in a way where if I would have known I would have become this four years ago when I was going through my terrible struggles, then I would have literally went through those struggles with a smile every day if I knew that it was going to lead to this. But I didn't know because that was one of the first worst struggles that I ever went through, which gave me this entire like thought process of you know what like it seemed like that bad thing that I went through was actually good that's where it all started when I saw myself transform into a completely different person and the amount that I leveled up to that's where it all just changed and I went rogue I went I became an absolute animal I became laser focused on the path on the goal on where I want to go in life. I had goals I set. I would go towards it. Zero hesitation. Zero mercy. I didn't care if it was hard. I didn't care if it was going to be tough. I didn't care if there was going to be challenges put to me on the way. You go rogue and you become an absolute animal. Zero emotions left. Zero feelings. You get the eye of the tiger. Now, for some people, that's too much. For those that really want to become that animal, they want to go rogue. You just got to sit down and think and go deep in your mind and something's got to click. Like you can't just, you know, sleep one night, look at a motivation video on YouTube and be like, you know what, I'm going to improve. Like it's a lot, it's a lot deeper than that. The thoughts that you have to get through going in your mind that click that has to happen in your mind is something where you have to go deep into yourself. You process everything that's happened and then you notice that, you know what, man, I'm just sick and tired of this situation. I'm just sick and tired of being this loser. I'm sick and tired of being this person that has zero friends, gets zero respect from people. His teachers are bullying him on a daily. No one cares about him. He goes home with a black eye. He goes home with broken bones. Everyone constantly laughs at him because of a mistake that he made in the past. And he has zero respect and he's known as the biggest loser. That clicks in your brain. You go rogue. And when I did go rogue, it just put me in a place where I had zero emotions, zero feelings. I became like a rock, so to say. Cold eyed and I got the eye of the tiger because I was so laser focused. I mean, just like the eye of the tiger that... You know, um, Creed was telling Rocky, 
and uh, Rocky three, like you got to get the eye of the tiger off. You want to beat him. You got to become another animal. And unless you don't break in life, unless you don't fail in life, you won't become unbreakable. You won't become that person that's just so powerful, knows what to do, is strong, has the eye of the tiger, zero emotions is like rock. You need to break for that to happen. You can listen to my podcast. You can listen to anyone's podcast as much as you want. Soak in all that information about, you know, how to make the most of it, how to become the biggest, most alpha, most eye of the tiger person going towards your goals. You can listen to all that, gain the knowledge. But in a lot of cases, it's it doesn't always come down to knowledge. Knowledge is power. Don't get me wrong. But in a lot of cases, it doesn't come down to knowledge. It comes down to the experience that you sense in life. You know, a lot of, you can talk all you want, but sometimes the talk isn't what makes you click. It's the feeling that you feel that makes you click. That's what makes a very big difference. I'm not saying knowledge is bad. Knowledge is great because once you now go into that hard phase, you now have the knowledge how to deal with it better. You do a few tweaks on yourself because everyone's different. Everyone's situation is different, but at least you know how to deal with it better. You don't go into a hard situation in life and just give up and become this depressed person that just wants to die on a daily. No, you gain the knowledge. You find out, you know what? Everyone's saying your bad days are your most character building days. I'm now in a bad day. This is probably a very good sign. How would I know that? I listened to Arvin's podcast and now you have the knowledge and then you're going to gain the experience. I mean, an example when we were kids, I mean, when I was a kid, I know a lot of other people did this too. Um, we had these like large, before lead pencils were like very popular, we had like the normal pencils. And sometimes we just, you know, we'd fool around and we'd take this nice long pencil and we'd snap it in half. And we would snap that other piece in half and then snap that in half and then snap that in half. But if you know what I'm talking about, then you know exactly what I'm saying. And you know that once you got to a very small piece, like you took that very long pencil and cracked it and now it's halved and now you crack the half and it's not 25%. Once it kept getting smaller and smaller, it became so much harder to break. It got to the point where, okay, you know what? That big pencil, I mean, it was so easily breakable. You'd break it with one hand, just put it in between your fingers and boom, snap. But then when it got so much smaller, after we broke it, like what, three, four times, it got to the point where, man, like you could step on it, you could hammer it, you could do whatever. And it was unbreakable. It was like stone. You can do anything to that. And that's just how life works too. You have to break in life for yourself to become unbreakable. If you're that long pencil in life, then like you're going to be easily breakable. You have to fail in life. You have, you have to break to become unbreakable. And once you break in life, now you're not only are you stronger, but the side effects, the good effects that you get from it, it just makes it so much more worth it. It just takes you like, instead of if you were to not break and you would casually improve every once in a while, you're getting a little, little better. <laughs> you, you could go get a little better, get a little crash, go into failure. But then when you're coming back up, you would come back up a lot more than you would usually come up. And this is what I say to a lot of people. And this is something common that I bring up is that life is like the stock market. You experience a negative, for example, if kind of visualize it like this, you experience a negative three, but then a plus five. Okay. At the end, that's a plus two. And then you go down by negative three and then you come up by 10. At the end, it's trending upwards. You can notice that 100%. But then you would say to yourself, okay, but if I just don't take the risks, if I just, you know, kind of survive and go through the moments, just average, I would be trending upwards too. And you're absolutely correct. You would. But guess what? Linear not compounded. You look at the example that I just said, negative three plus five, negative three, positive 10. So technically, if you're looking at it, first, you want to buy a two. When you subtract the negative three and the positive five, you want to buy two, and then you want to buy seven. You compounded. It grew exponentially because that negative three that you experienced after you went up by 
positive five. That puts you in a place where now you broke. You as a pencil, you broke into a smaller piece and now you're unbreakable, a lot more unbreakable. And now you know how to combat certain situations in life. You have the experience, you have the knowledge. You're now a step ahead. Yes, you're a negative three, but you're in reality, you're not the negative three. You're actually the positive 10. And what I'm trying to say is that the negatives that you see in life are in reality a positive. I just said you went down by a negative three, went up by five, down by three, up by 10. But you shouldn't be looking at going down by three as going down by three. You shouldn't look at this situation and be like, okay, if I want to compound, I have to go down. I have to, you know, go into this like bad version of myself. Like that's not how, that's not what I'm saying. And that's not how you should be looking at the situation. In fact, that negative three that you experienced in your mind that should be telling you that that's a positive 10, not a negative three. Because that negative itself that you experienced, the amount of knowledge that you soaked up from it, the amount of experience that you soaked up from it, it gave you a full different view in a different part in life that will, and I repeat, will absolutely help you like crazy in different aspects of your life they all come in together you become more well-rounded and now you know how to grow even higher in the end it's trending upwards and the trend is a lot more than if you were to sit in your comfort zone the entire time and guess what once once you do notice this that you know what man going out of my comfort zone Doing all that stuff that I did, telling myself that my darkest days are actually my best days and making the most of it is actually working and it's working like crazy. And you're looking in the mirror and you're not seeing the same person that you saw a month ago, a year ago, two years ago, however much long. Once you start seeing your potential, the grind becomes addictive. That fire builds up in you and it just keeps building on top of each other. You keep going a step ahead and then you see like, holy, that's crazy. I'm a completely different person in a good way. Not that I'm saying like your personality, like your deep down soul changed, but in the way where your soul, your personality, who you are improved, it became more bulletproof. Once you see that, and if you're a self-aware person, because I am, once you start seeing that, the grind becomes addictive. And that fire inside of you, it just, you can't stop it. And it keeps building, which is why your growth becomes exponential. It becomes compounded. It's not linear. And something that you should have in your mind is that, you know, I mean, this is something that I've put into my own life recently in like, let's say the last year and a half. Now that I've become more knowledge and experience that, you know, dark days are actually your best days. One way to offset that feeling of negativity of when you're going through that negative moment is, you know what? Ask yourself, what if everything you're going through right now is actually preparing you for what you've asked for? Now think about that. Everything you're going through is God preparing you for what you have asked for. If you need to be tough to get to where you want to go, then God will toughen you. When you ask God, when you ask the universe, when you dream, when you wish to be in a certain place, you wish that you want to be this X person, you wish that you want to be an improved person, you want to become better. The misconception is that it just gets handed to you. Like you kind of just wake up and you got it. Like it's a Christmas gift. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. You get it. Yes, but you get it indirectly. To get to where you want to go, you need to be a certain person. And the things that you're going through is God putting you in a situation knowing that if you go out the situation the right way, you will become that certain person that you need to be to get to where you want to go. If you need to become tough in life to get to where you want to go, God will put you in a situation in life that you will be forced 
to toughen yourself up. Guess what? You just came out of that situation. It looked and it felt bad in the moment. But guess what? Now you're a tougher person. And I'm not talking about tough being like this person that's trying to fight everyone. I'm talking about like inside of you because that's the main part. You come out of that situation and you see like, wow, I'm actually a different person by a certain perspective. And there's a saying that says tough times create strong men and strong men create easy times. And then this entire cycle goes on where easy men then create easy times, then create weak men and weak men create tough times. But that's the entire cycle. If you're in a situation where you're in a tough situation, tough times, then that tough time, if you make the most of it, will make you a strong, strong mindset, a strong person in general. But the problem is that you don't make the most of it then you have to experience a lot more of that stuff that you don't want to experience in order to become the person that you need to become. Like, you can be pessimistic about everything bad that's happening in your life and need for that exact thing that's happening to you that you absolutely detest to happen 15, 20 times in your life for you to finally become the person that you need to be that you've asked God that you want to become this person so you can get to where you want to go. Or you can gain the knowledge and say, you know what? Tough times are actually the best times in your life. They're the most character building days. And instead of having to go through all of that stuff 20 times, you can go through it once and get the same results. And now why is that good? Other than the fact that, you know, you save yourself a lot of unnecessary waste of time because you just shortened down you know 20 times that you failed that you should have just picked up the lesson from once but the fact that just because you picked it up in one failure or two failure that's an example just because you picked it up in x amount of times because you were smart about the situation guess what now you can experience something else and now you can go another step forward. So if we're going back to the 20 times failure versus one, if it takes you one failure to gain the same amount of knowledge, the experience, the lessons to soak up from just that one time, when in reality, a good average amount of people would need to go it through 20 times to gain that because they can't see how beneficial that moment in their life actually is when they're going through that 20 times to get that one lesson. Guess what? You went through 20 different situations and you came out of 20 times with 20 different lessons when they came out of 20 times with one lesson. Now, when I'm saying it like this, you're saying, okay, but like, who cares? No, I don't really care. Why is it so important? Let's say that. Why is it so important that you make the most of it. Let me just say that uncontrollably, every single person in this world that goes through a hardship in their life has indefinitely improved, has indefinitely learned, experienced, and gained something in their self, have become more bulletproof. But you know, the problem is that I'm making examples about like 20 times versus one. But the problem is that so many times, that 20 time example that I'm saying is once life period. You talk to, and I've talked to many older people in, let's say, for example, their 60s, 70s, and they're in a period in their life where they wish they could just, you know, sit down and relax in that very perfect life that they've always dreamed about. But now they can't. Why? Because they finally got to the stage where now they, they know how to go to the next level. But they can't go to the next level because they're just sick and tired of how long it took. But once they're on that death table, they deathbed, they look at their entire life. They look at all the situations and they see how clear the path would have been if they just would have made the most of it. And you see a 60-year-old, for example talking to a 20-year-old or an 18-year-old. And I mean, this has happened to me multiple times when I talk to people older than me. And they look at me and they're just like, like, how? How are you like this at 18? 
When I was at 18, I was a slump. I was this, I was that. And to where you're at right now, I'm barely reaching there. You know, life isn't all about money. If you're thinking to yourself, okay, but that person definitely has more money than you. Life isn't about that. It's about, you know, the foundations that you're setting inside of you. No matter if you're 12 years old, 18 years old, 70 years old, your foundations can, they can be different. They can be higher, they can be lower. So you can be as an 18 year old, but be so much more bulletproof than someone that's the age of your grandpa, the age of your parents. So age is just a number you make the most of it, that won't be a concerning factor. And so always you have to think of yourself, like what if everything you're going through right now is preparing you for what you've asked for? And in order to really come out of this, I mean, honestly, you'll be set in a position where no matter how much, and I get this, no matter how much you may hear that tough times are actually the best days of your life, you just can't truly believe it. And so you let go and you give up. Trust me, I know exactly how that feels. Everyone's telling you that, you know what, this is just a period in life. You know, this is just a phase. You have to go through this phase. Is it a bad phase? It may seem like it, but in reality, it's actually the best phase you've ever been in your, your entire life. But when people tell you that, and it's coming from the people that have went through this entire process multiple times and they now gain the experience when they're just saying it to you as words it becomes very hard to believe and it's very like easy to just be this person that looks at other people and be like life just made them lucky you know this guy's different than me like no one's different you want to be the best at what you want to do you can be the best talent is bs hard work beats talent all day every day and it's been proven it doesn't matter how blessed you are, how this you are, how that you are. As long as you put in hard work, a lot harder than your competitors, then you will come out as number one. But in order to do that, you'll be in a position where you're, you're going to have to blindly trust the process and just hope for the best. But most people can't do that, which is why there's only a limited number of people that have really made it to become the best and achieve those crazy goals and dreams that they've always had. Very limited amount of people because they couldn't just close their eyes and blindly trust the process. I myself, I'm gonna be quite honest here, I don't like blindly trusting. I like always being aware. When I'm taking risks, I, I take risks and I take a lot of risks, but I take what you call calculated risks because I wanna know that the risk that I'm taking is actually smart smart risk. But sometimes in life, even if you have that mindset, you know, that smart mindset where you want to take risks, but you want to be smart about it. Sometimes in life, the thing that separates you versus the person that's good, the thing that separates the God tier, the excellent versus the great is the fact that sometimes you really need to trust the process, take the risk, but blindly. Sometimes you got to blindly trust the process. And how do you do that? Not by logic, but by feeling. That small little voice in you, it sounds stupid when you listen to it. That small little voice in you many times is actually the exact thing that you need to be following. But I know a very large majority of people, they don't listen to that small voice. It just becomes something that dies out, fades away. Why? Because everyone wants to follow logic all the time. We have logic, we have emotions. You have to use both of them to the best of your ability if you want to go from great to God tier. And life's going to put you in a point where, trust me, um, once a man reaches his breaking point, he will no longer feel or acknowledge his emotions anymore. That's the point. That's the place where life is going to put you in. But the thing that you always have to have in your mind is that, okay, when you're in that dark time, some people just, they rather kind of flow with the lake and just kind of get at the finish line whenever it happens and survive through it and not taking any risks to come out of that situation, not just, you know, successful because you pass the checkpoint, but superior. And you have to take risks to do that. You got to Go through that same blind trusting process that I just talked about. But when it comes to risks, people don't like it. It's scary. Why? Because you don't know what's going to happen. That's why everyone loves their comfort zone so much. Comfort zone is, it's predictable. And risks are not 
predictable thing at all. When you take a risk, you have no idea what's going to happen, whether it's a risk in your business life, a risk in your romance life, a risk in education life, whether you're going down a street and you want to floor it, but you don't know if there's a cop at the end. Like, I mean, that's just the simplest example. But something that you have to have in your mind is that if you try, you risk failure. Absolutely. But guess what? If you don't try, you guarantee it. But something that you're in, like the situation that you're in in life, like it's already very terrible. You're already in a situation in life where it's just breaking you. It's hurting. So why stop? You either keep going or you quit. They're both going to hurt no matter if you keep going or quit. So at least choose the path that is going to give you some sort of happiness is going to give you what you want and what you need and what you've dreamed about in the end, even though it's going to hurt in the process, because either way, it's going to hurt either if you keep going or quit. And just like something, I mean, like, I think Bruce Lee said this is that the pain will leave you when it's done teaching you. Pain isn't the problem. Pain is an indicator of a problem. You should never try to look at pain and be like, the pain is the problem. The problem is something much larger than that. And pain is just an indicator. Pain is just a little flag that's telling you, yo, Arvin, something certain aspect of your life is going terribly wrong. You're failing. You're going to break. That's what pain is. Pain isn't the problem. You should be happy that you're experiencing pain because it's telling you that something needs to change. But what needs to change isn't the pain. You shouldn't be directly targeting the pain. You should be listening to the pain, seeing where it comes from, and then fixing the foundation. I mean, you look at so many other people and it takes them years and years. It takes them the entire life to figure this out, which is one of the reasons of why I'm so passionate about speaking, you know, public speaking or helping people or, you know, giving this knowledge to other people, to the world, trying to help people that are going through situations in their life, because I feel bad seeing lost potential. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. But that's a sad thing. People don't do that at all. They're 60, they're 70, and they're living life with a ton of regrets. I mean, some of you know the simplest examples, you go on TikTok, and I know this popped up on my For You page a couple of times, where this guy goes up to much older people and asks them, what regrets do you have in life? And if you listen to like all of those, you can see the pain in their voice because there's so many things that they regret of not doing in their life, that they finally figured out that, you know what, I should have done it. You only live once, but have this in your mind. If you do it right, once is enough. You know, you talk to so many people and they're all talking about, you know, I'm dreaming about this. I'm dreaming about that. Instead of always dream, dreaming about something that you want, go and chase after it. Dreams are absolutely useless if they stay on a pillow. People go through tough times in life and the dark days that they experience and all they know, all they do is that they sleep and when they sleep, that dream of, you know, I was this, I can be this, I want to be this, it all comes up and then they wake up and they do nothing about it. They're always just, you know, looking into the corner, dreaming, dreaming about, you know, being that person they're overweight, they're dreaming about being fit, having that six pack, they're broke, they're dreaming about being rich, financially stable. They look into the corner and they visualize that, they see that, but guess what? That's not enough. You can't just leave it at that. You have to do something about it. Yes, your days are dark. Yes, what you're going through is tragic, but what you're going through is actually preparing you for what you're looking at in that corner of your eye, what you're visualizing, what you're daydreaming about. Dreams are useless if they stay on a pillow. Always keep that in mind. And so when you want to come out of that situation, that tragic, bad situation, and you want to get to where you want to go, you're sick and tired of being in that low class. You're sick and tired of failing, being in that failure stage. You have to make something. You have to change something in your mind and make it completely different. 
and that's to make voluntary discomfort a routine. The second you put this as a routine where you're voluntarily putting yourself in hard situations, in challenging places, forcing yourself out of your comfort zone as a routine, that itself will boost you so much and you'll see such a big difference. And you will come out of that tragic situation. You will come out, come out of that hard moment in your life successfully. And not only will you pass that good checkpoint, that finish line, but you pass it as number one. You pass it knowing that you made the most of it. But I know that it becomes, as I said, it's hard to just listen and believe when you're in the moment. I mean, it's hard to trust when all you have from the past is evidence as to why you shouldn't. But what you should know is that doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Have that in your mind. You're listening to what I'm saying. You're listening to what many other people are telling you that what you're going through in life is going to be the most character building phase in your entire life. You listen to it, but it's hard for you to very let that sink into yourself and trust me and trust all the people that are telling you this because you have doubts. You have doubts coming from evidence from the past as to why you shouldn't be trusting me and the people that are telling you. But doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Which comes back to the point where sometimes in life you can't always go forward logically. Sometimes you just have to close your eyes and say, you know what, one, two, three, jump. That's it. I personally want to go through every situation logically. Why? It makes me feel more in control. When I'm going through situations in life following logic, I feel a lot better because I feel like I'm in better control, even if it's when I'm taking a risk. When I do it with logic, I feel better. I'm in control and that makes sense. And I know a lot of other people are like that. I mean, everyone's like that, pretty sure. And sometimes you just have to close your eyes and jump. Why? When do you know how to jump? You have to really become in tuned with that small little voice inside of you. That small voice inside of you is the one of the best things, one of the best tools that you have that you're purposely trying to kill. Because we're told that that small voice inside of us is just trying to fool us when that's wrong. It's your subconscious mind trying to trying to lead you into a path where it can sense that this is a path that you need to go, but you just can't see it with your own logic, but your subconscious can see it, which is why you get those small voices. And that's one of the steps you got to follow is that you have to become more in tuned with your mind, your entire body, your soul, your everything, and get that small voice back, get it back and get it loud. Because life isn't always about going through situations just thinking logically about it. Sometimes you just got to trust it with heart. And if you don't take that risk, if you don't take the risk of closing your eyes, if you don't take the risks that you need to take, let's say you want to become this entrepreneur and you're in this dirt phase in your life right now, and it's hard for you to trust, it's hard for you to just close your eyes and take the risk because it just doesn't seem logical to you, guess what? If you don't take the risks, you'll work for someone who does. And that'll kill you way more than the feeling of you jumping into that risk in that moment. Trust me. I mean, you, you're trying to avoid jumping in to that black hole that you have no idea what's happening in there just because you're a little voice inside your head is telling you to go into, you're having a hard time jumping into that hole because the uncertainty, it's creating pain, it's creating anxiety. And you try to avoid that pain. Understandable, we all try to avoid pain. But guess what? The pain that you're trying to avoid initially by doing that is a lot less than the pain that you're going to experience once you realize that, guess what, you should have taken that risk. You should have endured that initial pain coming from that risk because the pain that you're experiencing right now from not taking the risk is a lot worse, a lot worse. So if you don't take risks, 
you don't take the risk, you'll work for someone who does. And for the rest of your life, you're going to have to look at that person and just die on the inside. Like it's as simple as that. If you see someone that was at the same stage as you and then 10 years later you see them and you're like, whoa, like what happened to you? Like Brian or some shit. What happened to you, Brian? And he's like, yeah, I did this, 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 this. And you're like, whoa, like how did you? He's like, I don't know, man. I just, you know, sometimes you just got to close your eyes and jump. The same situation that you could have jumped, but you didn't. And now you're at a mediocre average position and he is now the CEO. He is now living the life that he wants to live. And when it comes to like examples like these, I see so many people making examples with materialistic things because that's just like the big thing that's going on right now. People want to describe success. They want to describe taking risks. All they say is, okay, if you don't take the risk, you'll see the other person driving the Lambo and you'll have to drive the Toyota. I mean, if that's how you want to put it in your head, if that's how it kind of sinks into your brain and makes you click, then let it be. But I want you to know that that's, that's just a little cover because that's not the end of it. I mean, it's just embarrassing how people look at that materialistic object or materialistic life and that's their end goal. So don't have that in your mind. But if in the moment it helps you keep it, but just know it's not sustainable. It's not the right path. It's just all a cover up. And something else is that, and something that really sets you off, differently than the people that are average is that whenever you go through a hard period in life I want you to have something in your head where forget the mistake that you made but remember the lesson from it people actually do the exact opposite where all they do is they get the anxiety from you know the mistake that they made months after years after whatever after and it kills them on the inside but they don't even remember the lesson when it should be the exact opposite. The mistake has been made. It's done. That phase in your life, you went through it, you came out of it successful. Congratulations, I'm happy for you. But that time in your life was dark. And I understand that. And we have a tendency to look at dark periods in our, in our life and constantly have to get that flashing back into our head. And that's just gonna hold you back. That's like you trying to sprint forward and sprint 100 meters but someone is holding you back with a rope instead what you want to do is that every situation in life that you went through that was bad every mistake that you made every failure every time that you had to taste dirt on the ground once you get over that once it's over with forget that but remember the lesson that you took from it every time you have those little failures or big failures whichever one be very self-conscious be very I don't know if this is a real word, but analytic, be an analyzer, be an analyzer in every situation. And that's how you make the most of it, which I was saying at the start of the episode, you want to make the most of it. Analyze every single situation, get the lesson out of it, soak in as much information, as much experience, everything that you can from it, and then throw that little mistake out. Don't let it hold you back because brother, that's, that's long gone. You made a mistake. It was in the past. I know it was tragic. I know it hurt you. I know it was painful. Trust me, I was there as short as a couple months ago or even a couple weeks ago. But sometimes you just got to put that behind you and then just take the lessons from it. Because if you still always have that mistake in your head, guess what? Your mind is now filled with negative thoughts. Negative thoughts, negative vibrations, low vibrations, they manifest negative things in your life you vibrate on a lower frequency you'll attract terrible things in your life too things that vibrate at that terrible frequency too you don't want to be like that put the mistake in the past remember the lesson and i have some quotes that actually i jotted down before the episode and i thought they each gave a little bit of a a little bit of a thought a little bit of this thing where it gives you an idea. It gives you, it puts you in that place where you're really thinking and you're like, you know, it, it gives you a perspective in a different way. And it comes from people that, you know, quite famous people. Like I'm sure you guys know David Goggins. He went through that entire journey of going from, you know, that low level to that high level person. And he became very popular for what he went through because to get to where he got, he had to 
develop this bulletproof mindset and this bulletproof person personality in general in order to get to where he want wanted to go. I'm happy for what he's achieved. But one of the things that David Goggins actually said is that if you can't control your own brain and your brain controls you, you're effed. So you got to tell your own brain where you want to go and how you want to go. And that's coming back to the thing where you have to be self-aware of the situation that you're in. And once you're self-aware, you create a plan, you tell yourself that you're different, you boost yourself up. And now you leave that pessimistic mindset, you're optimistic, you know that that bad point in your life is actually good. And because you know it's good, and because now you got yourself back up and you're trying to get yourself back up, but the first thing that you got yourself back up is your mind before your body. Now you're going to tell your brain where you want to go and how you want to go. doesn't matter if you're in the worst situation in life. If you can take control of your own mind, instead of your brain taking control of over you, then you're in a very good position. Because I mean, look at, I'm looking at situations where like, let's talk about simple things like someone getting depression. Depression comes from, you know, one of the places it comes from is that a person just lives through the moment and their brain kind of just analyzes the place that they're in in life. And the brain just sees bad things and says, you know what, I want you to be sad. You're in a bad position in life. I want you to logically be sad. But what if that same person that is in that bad position, instead of letting their brain tell them that you should be sad, you tell your brain, you know what? This is a great position in my life. I'm going to be happy. Am I going through a tough time? Guess what? I'm still smiling at the end of the day and I'm going to come out of this and I'm going to come out of this number one. You got to control your brain. You got to tell it where you want to go, how you want to go. That's what David Goggins said. And I 100% agree with that. And something else is something else that I jotted down is that because I go through a lot of these kind of little clips and videos about other people that, you know, have some insight, have some experience, have went through a tough time in their own life and are now sharing their own stories, because I think that's very beneficial for someone's life. If you want to get somewhere, one of the first things that you got to do And if you want to get to where you want to go a lot better, a lot faster, a lot more efficient, is that you got to build the knowledge so that knowledge is a tool for you to build that experience. But how do you build the knowledge? A great way to build that knowledge is to listen to other people's life experiences. You listen to other people's stories and it just gives you an insight on something completely different, something that you may have not even known at all. That sticks in your brain. And now when you need to go and experience something similar to that, guess what? It's in your brain. That knowledge is stuck with you. And now you know how to manage that situation a lot better. And one big thing that'll keep people back from rising upwards, no matter what, if they got, you know, no matter if they got all the energy to go after what they want, is the fact that they don't know where to start because they make it too big in their mind. And frankly, a confused mind is absolutely useless. I mean, one of the strongest things in life, like clarity is power. Clarity is power. Have that in your mind. When you're clear about something, you're powerful. So when clarity is power, what do you got to do? You take small steps. Stop thinking that you got to take huge leaps all the time. You look at life and Sometimes you constantly, like you took one leap, it worked, and you constantly want to take leaps and leaps and leaps, but you didn't realize the fact that that leap that you took that worked out in your favor, that leap was successful because you took small steps before that set you up for that leap. You can't just keep going leap after leap after leap. You take one leap, great. You take a second one, okay, third one, and then you'll get to a point where You're moving so much faster than you can truly clarify in your brain. And then the leap that you take after that, not only is it not going to help you, but it's actually going to bring you down a lot, a lot worse. And it'll set you so much lower than you had to be. And it's the unnecessary one. It's not the type of failure that I'm saying, okay, avoid failure. You know, I'm saying failure is your best friend, but it's a type of failure. It's a type of breaking where it's just unnecessary. It's about you took the wrong steps and therefore you fell into that hole and it was unnecessary. But even on that note, you know what? It's not unnecessary either. 
is the person that takes the leaps all the time. The person that takes constant leaps and is constantly confused. His mind is hazed up and he fails and he fails badly because of that. That's actually a good, once again, it's a good lesson. See how I'm making failure look so good? That's crazy. Because that failure that that person is going through is actually going to tell him, you know what, man? Like, you should take smaller steps. And the guy knows that, you know what? I have the potential because I've seen it in the past from what I've done. But once he analyzes, like, where did I crash? And he notices that, you know what? I crashed exactly where I shouldn't have taken the leap because my mind was hazed. It comes out of that situation and guess what every time now he goes forward he makes sure he's clear so once again clarity is power taking small steps and not thinking that you always need to take huge steps i mean you can take small but consistent steps and still be much more ahead of someone that's constantly trying to take huge inconsistent leaps even if you're saying okay you know what i'm gonna take the leap gonna pause get my mind all cleared up leap Pause, clear up. I mean, it's kind of like the the rabbit or hare thing with the turtle. Slow and steady wins the race. But slow and steady can also up itself and become faster and more efficient in a more sustainable way. Instead of just trying to, you know, constantly take stupid leaps. And going back to the thing that I said, like, the one of the biggest things that sets people so back. And I understand this because, I mean, this is logical for everyone. I've experienced this. Everyone's experienced this. It's the fact where you can have all the energy, all the motivation, all the drive, like, yeah, let's get it done, but still not get done what you need to get done because you don't know where to start. You have something in your mind. You have that end goal in your mind. But once you're starting off initially, it's very hard to tell, you know what? I don't know where to start and that's completely fine. And that's actually going to be a next, a further episode where I'm going to talk about, you know, how, how you can get yourself to, you know, kind of become in tune and say, you know what, where do I start? I'm confused. I have this thing in my mind. I have this path that I want to go through, but Arvin, I just, I don't know where to start. I know I can do it. I know I have the the guts. I know I have the energy. I know I got everything. I'm motivated, but I'm scared because I don't know where to start. And we'll discuss that in another episode. Um, something else. I mean, Steve Harvey, you sometimes listen to him. Some of the things he says is just very like it, it hits deep. And I saw this video where Steve Harvey was saying, um, he said something along the lines of this, where he said, you want to know why you can't tell it to everybody? Because if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small minded person. God has shown you some amazing stuff in your life that you thought was brilliant. And you took it to your friends and family and you shared it with them and they shot it down. You know why they shot it down? Because they couldn't see it. You know why they couldn't see it? Because God didn't show it to them. He showed it to you. And you sit down and you think about that. And it's like one of those goosebump moments where like, holy, like, wow. And so I want you to truly, when you hear information, when you're sitting down listening to a podcast or whatever, and information is coming at you, don't, don't just let it go through one ear and out the other. That's a very bad habit that people have. And I mean, it's just, it. It'll defeat the entire purpose of you trying to improve and putting the time to improve. So whenever you get something like this, whenever you're listening to something, whenever you're trying to improve, whenever you're putting the time to improve, make sure to not just let it go through one ear and not the other. Let's sit in your head. Think about it. And I'm not saying be an overthinker like the bad overthinker, but be a bit of an overthinker. Analyze everything that comes at you. If you're able to analyze everything, guess what? It sinks in so much better in you. I may have said so many things today where, or examples or my phrase structure where it may have not been the best way for you to understand. It didn't sink in the best in you. But guess what? If you learn to analyze things very deeply, 
You can take what I said or what anyone else said that seemed a little unclear to you. You got the concept, but like details are a little unclear. It still hasn't sit inside of you that well. You can take that, analyze it, be a little bit of an overthinker, think, 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 analyze, analyze, and then switch that up and tweak that around into a way where your own brain, your own self is now looking and hearing that exact thing that exact sentence that I said, but is saving it in your own mind in a way where now it sits inside of you so perfectly. And for the rest of your life, you will remember that because it just sunk so well in you. And that's one of the things, I mean, a little bit off topic, but whenever you're listening to anything, I mean, with me, especially, I, I had a hard time taking what people said in their own words and trying to translate it to something that I knew I could truly feel inside of myself because the way people sometimes think the way people say stuff sometimes it comes off of you know them visualizing something in their head and they can visualize it fine they can exactly see what they're saying but you can't it's a little it's a little hazy for you let's say that and I would see that I'm spending so much time, like I'm putting the effort to improve, but you know, like it's not really sitting in me. I'm not really grasping that information in a way where I don't need to like every single time I want to bring that back to me. I don't got to go and watch that video or that podcast or go talk to that person again. Because I translated it in a way where I took the lesson that they said, I took the meaning and I reformed it in a way where it just sat so well one last quote that i actually got from steve harvey was that when you're at your lowest point and you think that you can't do absolutely anything and that you're a total bum why do you keep imagining yourself living that ultra successful life why do you keep imagining yourself in your dream house with your dream car doing what you've always dreamed about for work why do you keep imagining those things? Because God is talking to you. God is showing you something that he has for you. You just have to trust him going into that dark tunnel, blindfolded with the fear of uncertainty until it becomes daylight clear that it was all worth it in the end. And on that note, today's been a great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. I know it's a little longer this time. I had a lot to say, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. My name is Arvin Abedi. And you've just listened to Generation of Betty. Take care, guys.